It's go time. Previously on Third Down Gamble. So what are you taking? The best two CFL teams and you're going to play the two best XFL teams and they have to play two extra games in the middle of July? I don't see that being feasible. You're listening live to Quick Kicks on Third Down Gamble. This is Don Charbon along with Heath Graham. Pat is taking the week off. Keith, glad to have you back again. Unfortunately, we are still speculating what is happening between the CFL and the XFL, or is there anything? The parties that are negotiating have been incredibly tight-lipped this whole, I guess, month plus that we're into now. Uh, Unfortunately, it leaves all of us podcasters and TV and print media and radio media and armchair quarterbacks and casual fans all sitting in the dark right now, waiting to hear anything concrete as to what's going on with the 2021 season, with a possible merger or partnership. We don't know what's going on, and we hope to get some answers soon. We know that there's a draft coming up, but just after the draft, players are supposed to be reporting to camp, or are they? Well, that's just it, and if you follow any CFL players on Twitter... They're tweeting everybody that they can possibly think of. They're tweeting the CFL. They're tweeting their teams. They're tweeting the XFL. Dwayne Johnson saying, hey, training camps are coming up here. Are we reporting? What's going on? And as you mentioned, they do have a date for the draft, but teams are going to have to start having their players report. And a lot of players come from across the border, even interprovincially, let alone internationally, and are now wondering what the quarantine rules are, if they have to be vaccinated before they come, how often they have to be tested, all of those sorts of things. They need an answer so that they can tie up loose ends where they are and get ready to start whatever season is coming. And I really feel for the players because, of course, that's their livelihood that they're looking to make in the CFL. And the CFL, for its part, takes its cue from local government, national government. And right now there is a sort of a dizzying myriad of protocols being announced because we are into this, as described, third wave, which is a variant wave, which is in a competitive race with the vaccine rollout. So it's a question of who gets to what station first. Is it going to be the COVID-19 or is it going to be the vaccine for it? Yeah, I almost compare it to trying to beat a grass fire by getting a fire guard up to prevent the spread. We are seeing the third wave coming. We know vaccines are starting to roll out, but are they going to be fast enough to turn the corner on that fire that's coming? Right now, unfortunately, across Canada, provincial health organizations are struggling to get those needles in arms, and we're a little bit behind. The U.S., for all of their problems that they've had with COVID in general, have been rolling out vaccines left and right and are way ahead of us in the numbers and percentages of people that are getting vaccinated. It's allowing fans back into stadiums and hockey arenas. We saw a sellout for the season opener in Texas in Major League Baseball, and we are nowhere near that. I don't know of any provincial government right now that says, absolutely, let's open our let's open the gates up to sports fans to come in and attend a game even at a 20% to 50% capacity, we're not there. You've got major centers that are clamping down even harder on restrictions. If those restrictions say, 
go for another month, then you're slamming right into training camp and how do players report under those circumstances. It just makes it untenable. Is there a possibility? I know we kind of mentioned in our previous podcast about possible training camp bubbles. Um, but at the, at the same time, what provinces are in a position right now where they've got things under control enough to consider a bubble? Uh, province of Quebec has not lifted restrictions in quite some time. Ontario is increasing restrictions. Here in Saskatchewan, Regina has been a hot spot, so they've started to, to scale things back there. We've seen a new variant in BC. There's not a lot of options that are going to be willing to, to take multiple teams in to get anything off the ground. It's just really, really tough for the CFL, and it brings us back almost to a year ago, around this same time when we were starting to wonder what was going to happen with COVID and would it impact the CFL season. Here we are at that same crossroad where the CFL season's in the offing, and we don't know as yet because of all the changes that are happening, the flux that is going on throughout the Canadian landscape with this virus, if there's going to be a 2021, and if there is, when? I would be very surprised if there's an 18-game CFL season. I think we're getting to the point now where they have to be looking at the numbers of vaccines and when you can get fans in the stands. And I think a realistic target would be getting people in in mid-August at best, but more likely closer to the Labor Day weekend of having full stadiums or even partially full stadiums. So I, I don't see much chance of a June or even July start for the league at this point. And I, I don't know what your thoughts are, best case scenario of how many games we think a season is going to have. Late August, it could probably get you 10 to 12 regular season games. You start into September, you're looking at eight. I don't think you can go any further because then you're you're starting to push too deep again, close to Christmas if you want to have a Grey Cup championship. Now, granted, it's in Hamilton, so it's not going to be as cold, but we've been through this whole business of sitting out in minus 30 for Western Finals. It's just not worth it to do it. Uh, no matter how much you love the game, frostbite is no fun. You're probably going to look at an eight-game schedule, and then you're going to see the divisions stay within themselves. They're, they're just not going to have any uh, games between Toronto and Edmonton or Calgary and Montreal. No, it wouldn't make sense to do so. And we are seeing the NHL with their four divisions all playing within their own divisions has definitely created some excitement and some I guess some intensity if you will of those games where every game is important in a in a shortened CFL season every game is going to be important anyway but even more so if they're all just within your division every game is going to have playoff implications so in that sense it might make for a, a real exciting if short season but um, could really create some drama and and have a real intensity for however many games that season is. I agree. Uh, the matchups north of the border have garnered amazing interest, much beyond what I thought would be. I'm not overly surprised because Montreal and Toronto have always had followings all across Canada. It predates the even the first wave of NHL expansion. A Canadian team is guaranteed to make it into the final four in the NHL this year. They're going to be a, a division champion playing in a conference championship. So with having a now approaching 30-year Stanley Cup drought for Canadian teams, I think the interest is there. We know the CFL is far different than the NHL, but I think having those 
you know, a shortened season where everybody just plays within their own division is going to create that. Home and home against everybody in your division for sure would be ideal. And then however many other games you manage to squeeze in. So you're going to see that some of those traditional matchups of, of Toronto Hamilton playing a lot of really important games down the stretch. Now, I know we've caught, talked schedule before and I wasn't always a fan of, of that. But if it means getting a season in this year and creating the excitement, then sign me up. I think the NHL is teaching us that that the more games you play against division rivals, the the greater the the following and the greater the intensity. And I think if that isn't a signal to everybody around baseball, you play what nineteen games within your division against each team. Yeah, within your yeah, that's a lot. But yet they don't seem to hurt for attendance and for television viewing. I kind of think that's the wave of the future. It's uh, if you want to call it a local derby, whatever, but I think that's the way to do it because then you can transport the fans back and forth. This is, of course, everybody's vaccinated. COVID is no longer an issue. We can all move freely again, but it it just does give you, I think, that little notch up in terms of excitement. Yeah, I think it does for sure. Um, I know you're a big fan of the the east versus east and west versus west more often in the cfl and i'm not going to argue that point here again tonight i think we've uh, we we've hammered that quite often but um again like i said for a, a shortened season uh, making every game count and getting that interest back up it's the best way forward and i like i said i i'm i would be incredibly surprised to see an 18 game season I hope for the players' sake and the staff and everybody involved, they get an announcement soon so they know what to at least plan for and, and go from there. I would be surprised if the CFL doesn't have a lot of those plans or different scenarios laid out, but at some point they've got to go with those scenarios and, and let people know what's happening. At some point you've got to take the ball and, and go somewhere with it. You just can't stand in the backfield and, and surmise the defense and hope they don't notice you. It really, really depends on doing your due diligence in terms of going to each level of government, finding out what is required. Each team could do it within their own area and then report back to the league and get a cohesive understanding of what is required. Clearly, the CFL has jump through some major hoops in terms of the federal government's requirements, and I think they'll probably be okay with them. But again, it's this localized conflagration of COVID cases that really is going to be the game changer. CFL players all wear a face mask for safety. With COVID-19 on our field, we also need to wear our masks to keep everyone safe. Do your part. Be a team player. The other thing that I've been hearing about the 2021 season is that uh, the CFL uh, has a very strong uh, perusal coming from the partners involved in the XFL merger down on the south side of the equation because they want to see what's going to happen with the Canadian Football League in terms of its response, in terms of its getting the fans back in the, the seats. This may help these negotiations with the XFL in some way, shape, or form. The big thing about getting a season off the ground right now is not only to show the XFL partners what we can be, it's to provide some stability for these players. As we've just discussed, they don't know 
what when they're coming, where they're going, if there's going to be a season, what's happening. And unfortunately, if they don't get a 2021 season off the ground, you're going to see a mass exodus of players from the CFL, in my opinion. We've already seen some pretty big names retire. They've got families to take care of. They've got their own lives outside of football to go on with. And and sadly, with the uncertainty, we're seeing people stepping away. And whatever it takes to get back into playing competitive football is going to go a long way in, in having marketable players in a merged uh, partnership or whatever that may be moving forward. And we've certainly seen what some of the losses of not having a 2020 season have looked like. The Blue Bombers opened their books and, and said that they lost about $7 million in 2020. I don't think they're much of an outlier as far as the league goes, and I wouldn't be surprised if most teams are somewhere in that 5 to $10 million window of losses. How much more can they bleed before they run dry? And if there's no 21 season, are some of these people going to still be around? Uh, we know the, the community-owned teams are a little bit different, there's private ownership groups in this league that haven't even seen their team on the field because 2020 got canceled. How willing are they to sit there with their wallet open essentially and, and watch nothing really come of it? You could argue that the whole talk about the CFL and XFL potential merger, which we still have no clue about because there's some assertions now coming out that there's been a non-disclosure agreement about this, which explains why we have nothing to go on. That has generated a ton of Twitter talk, a ton of impressions on YouTube. It itself has vaulted the CFL into the forefront in terms of the news media, so much so that the NFL, in response, mentioned the word Canada in their 2021 season and hinted at coming to Canada to play that 17th game. Yeah, I saw that. That was a really interesting take. In my mind, any conversation about football in Canada is great for the CFL. Fans that are going to go see an NFL game in Toronto aren't necessarily CFL fans, etc., etc. But any of that kind of exposure will help us in the long run as a, as a league, as a fandom. It is interesting that with these talks between the XFL and CFL, all of a sudden the NFL is thinking, hmm, maybe there is a market in Canada that we need to, to relook at and see how we can get some of that, uh, a little piece of that action. I think it's more than that if you really look deeper at it. I think the NFL is responding to the idea that the Redbird and the Canadian Football League and Garcia and Johnson are talking and that this could be something that could be a little bit of a challenge to them. And so they're trying to run interference a little bit by taking some of the steam out of that and saying, well, we might just play in Canada it's caught them a little bit that, hey, this is a challenge to us. Now, I guess my question, though, for the NFL wanting to play games here in Canada, we saw challenges when even they played in uh, an exhibition game at Investors Group Field in Winnipeg with the configuration and the positions of the goalposts and that sort of thing. So how much is the NFL going to be involved in in injecting more money into this to make sure that they can get the stadiums to an NFL standard and how many sites do we really have in Canada that can support them? I would think obvious, the obvious choices are Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver. Is there anything beyond that? Some of the prairie cities are very interested as well. Edmonton has the large enough stadium, certainly. Uh, Mosaic and Investors are both new and are wonderful stadiums to host a game. 
And I'm sure there's going to be some argument that they could do it as well. If they can get the goalposts in the right spot. <laughs> well, I think you probably could figure that out. I don't think that's a big issue. It's more the patching of where the old spot was is what the upset is over. Right. It would be very interesting to see what this all means. We know that the bills in Toronto didn't work. The NFL could argue all at once that we have fans in the uh, Canadian North and we want to just address their needs by playing some games up there. But I think there was some aggravation on their part because all of these major moves were being made by these other two entities and this was starting to to get their uh, hackles up. If the NFL is feeling even a little bit threatened by these negotiations, I guess that's good news and it, it creates some more optimism of the viability of the CFL and that the partnership is something to really consider as a positive. I know there's a lot of, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most polite way to say this, a lot of, a lot of older CFL fans or lifelong CFL fans that are really quite hesitant to even discuss partnership with the XFL. A couple of really well-known ones are, are Bob Irving, the voice of the Blue Bombers, and Terry Jones of the Edmonton Sun are both real staunch traditionalists of the CFL, if you will and are, are very vocal about their opposition to any kind of partnership. Um, I think I have a lot of respect for both of those journalists. They've been around for a long time and, and are very good at what they do. I, at this point, feel that they're a little bit short-sighted and maybe a bit more optimistic of what the CFL is right now and where it's going, and they're not seeing the need for a, a shot in the arm. There is a lot of speculation. We just don't know what's going on. We, again, we'll probably be spending a lot of time on these podcasts trying to figure out what's going on just based on intonations or maybe some leak that may eventually come out. But in the interim, until we have something to go on, we can only guess. And my feeling is, is that 2021, maybe 2022 could be the last time we see the Canadian game played the way we've known it to be played for the last 60 years. And I think I think we're starting to get to the point where we're going to have to accept that if we want the teams to still be there, then we're going to have to move on some rules. I agree. And I think the CFL has to make some sort of announcement, certainly by the time that the Canadian draft comes around. I don't see how... You can continue to have this guessing game ongoing beyond that. Maybe it's a, a big plan to really create some excitement around that draft and have, a, have an, an announcement about the upcoming season. Certainly, if there's no plan in place at draft time, I don't know. I don't even know where to turn or where to speculate that the next announcement is going to come. We've got to be getting close to figuring out when training camps are going to happen. If they've got these new draft picks, they've got to start negotiating contracts with them and have a plan in place as to when the season is going to start. It is a dizzying sort of uh, universe in which we look into and try to determine what will be in 2023. 2022 may be the beginning of the change or it may be the change in its fullest form. We just don't know but clearly, I think part of the negotiation is going to be rules. And in my heart of hearts, whether they 
XFL sees this or not, I hope they recognize that to not be the NFL, they have to look different in how they play the game. And whether you decide on the wider field, three downs, one of those two has got to stay to make sure that you're quickly identified as something unique. And my hope is that the fact that Dwayne Johnson has some ties to the CFL, he is going to understand that. I know he's not the only voice of the XFL. He's certainly the most famous and uh, most recognizable personality involved with the XFL at this point. And I, I just, I hope that um, his influence is there and that he understands the tradition of the CFL and really kind of pushes to differentiate themselves and not just have it become another four down NFL clone league, if you will. I think that would be their biggest mistake because if you're going to attract a new audience and a younger audience, you can't be what the NFL is. You just can't because there's just no point in being the same thing, but just being played at a different time of the year. What's the, if you really want to, to shake people up, you have to do something different. You have to be something different and you have to play something different. But not go completely off the rails with the rules either. The, uh, the, the running start scramble for the ball is, instead of a coin toss was a no. Some of the kicking rules that the XFL had implemented in their last season were not great ideas. The one thing the CFL has going for it is there is a, an established league and an established set of rules that are different from the NFL. And hopefully the, the XFL can embrace some of that in designing their new product. The world awaits them to make their choices known. And I think at some point, I don't know if it's going to be by the draft. I highly doubt it. But at some point between now and the end of this calendar year, we're going to have some pronouncement that they have either merged, that they've entered into some joint agreement, or that Redbird has come forward with an offer to market the CFL, and maybe that's how the game has grown in Canada. Thank you for listening to our show. Third Down Gamble is hosted on Podbean. Third Down Gamble can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at Third Down Gamble. Join us again next time. The Third Down Gamble Podcast. Audio worth watching.